welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to critical thinking for everyone. <laughs> wow, that was inspired and homemade. I'm. Thank you. Thank you for such a robust welcome. Oh yeah, I can do. I can do more, but we want to start people slow. <laughs> I'm Brian Barnes, and I'm Patty Payette. She is, and we are welcoming you to our show, Critical Thinking for Everyone. We are the Critical Thinking for Everyone team, from the writers to the producers to the talent to the distribution and marketing. Well, don't forget the sound effects. We do do the sound effects. We have to thank Forward Radio, I think, for our distribution yes. and marketing. I mean. Well, hold on, Clapper. I mean such as it is. What do you mean? Well, you know, Forward Radio is a nonprofit, and Forward Radio, it's all volunteer people, isn't it? Yeah, including us. Yeah, including us, right? I mean, we're doing like, are we doing leadership stuff now? Well, yes. Okay, well, let's, not, let's not, yeah, let's not spoil it, but good Lord. Anyway, we're definitely not getting paid. But the show and the station needs money. And so the question is, how do you keep these people here? How do you keep the lights on? And how do you get the word out about Forward Radio? Brian, you're making a tactical mistake. You're supposed to make them laugh, make them cry, entertain them, and then ask for, pass the hat. Oh, well, I just want to give credit where credit is due. That's all I'm trying to start this show off with. In critical thinking, we want to pull back the curtain, take a look at that wizard. We want to unmask whatever (laughs) is masked, right? (laughs) And so here we are just saying that Forward Radio is getting the word out there about all this stuff, and it needs more from you. That's yes, what I'm trying to it say. it needs your ears, but it also needs you to be a supporter. And supporters can happen in a lot of different forms. Right. Um, you know, you can give some cash. We dig it. Mm-hmm. We would t- we would just take cash Forward if you radio. saw. org and smash the donate button. <laughs> smash it. Just, that's what the kids say. <laughs> that's what the kids say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to be cool. So if any of you are kids out there, this is what's <laughs> popping. That donate button at forwardradio.org. But, you know, if you saw me on the street, I'm easy to find. Um, you, you could just hand me cash. What? Yeah. And say this is for Forward Radio. I think you could do that with any of the programmers. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody's you pretty much. You would be able to keep track of it and get it into Ruth's hands. I mean, how much would? It, <laughs> how many of these would there be? I mean, if we're at an event, that's one thing. Maybe you could, you know, put a sticky note on it or something. But yeah. I think, I think if you're just out and about and you're like, you know what? That it's been really good for me today. I've got like an extra twenty bucks or something. I really could use. Um, you know, a feel-good thing. And so what would it be? Donation to Forward Radio. Yeah. Day. So anyway, we need you. And, uh, you know, it's not, it, I don't mean to imply that Forward Radio is doing a bad job. After all, I mean. You they, are Forward Radio. Well, they, they put us together, didn't they, dear listener? I mean, it's all working out. Yeah, you're right? hearing us through the sound waves, the yeah. magic of radio. So We thank Forward Radio for that. Yeah. 
So this show is not just about Brian talking about donating to Forward Radio, although that is a that's a recurring trope of well, the sh- of the show. I'm and trying I, to work out my banter. Uh, you're doing a great yeah. job. I might I was... have to go to a fancy cocktail party one of these times with, with movers yeah. and shakers. I don't know. Well, you that's that's more your bag. Yeah, yeah. I'm more. That's more my scene. <laughs> Maybe you'll introduce me around. I like cocktails. <laughs> That I give away too much. <laughs> you just have to like pull your hair back and. You Do you know, think they'll let me in with long hair? Mm, they might think that you're the valet. That's okay. <laughs> I'd be happy to drive your car around for a moment, madam. And uh, this show. A this, tip too. This ah, show. <laughs> oh man, this show is about critical thinking, mm-hmm. and um, this particular show theme, because uh, we've done almost 200 episodes on all different. Spins on critical thinking, all different takes. <laughs> there you go. Yes, we've done. And today's topic is I'm taking, I'm borrowing a title from the interwebs, as sometimes we are wont to do. It's called Unlocking the Mystery of Critical Thinking. <laughs> what well, is so funny? It sounds like one of these time life books, you know, like about. Unlocking the Mysteries of Stonehenge. Oh, yeah, it does Unlocking kind of, the Pyramids. It does kind of sound like that. It's not quite as deep or as lofty. Well, actually, maybe it sort of is in its own way. I wonder, you know, it's a thing that happens in Japanese arts. Um, very often the traditional places where the arts were practiced or founded or refined become these sort of pilgrimage sites. Mm. Sometimes it's religious. Sometimes it's just you know historical interest or whatever. But they're you know they're often maintained to some degree because they know the tourists will eventually be coming through looking for the grave of such and such or the place where the you know things stood or whatever. I wonder where our uh, pilgrimage to critical thinking is. That's a great question. That is a really good question. Sort of like the center. Of critical thinking? Well, maybe. I think critical thought. Well, Would that the, be like yeah. Socrates? Would that be like ancient Athens? Or well, It's a good question. And we would love to hear your responses. We're probably going to muse on it for a moment, but uh, we'd love to hear your yeah. responses at Critical Thinking for Everyone on Facebook. Um, yeah, really I checked the other day. The, the Facebook works. Yeah. Does it? Okay, yeah. folks, come yeah. on, come on. Come on, we need you. We've we been need missing to know you're you. out there. Yeah. We, need to, we haven't gotten any messages in. I think it's been a while. I think Sharon sent us a message not long ago. Sharon, yes. Yeah, appreciate Sharon. You, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for listening. We, that's we know, my cousin, Sharon. Yeah. Well, and, and that's cool. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. Sharon. We appreciate, uh, we know that, you know, Justin and Amanda are listening. And um, Yeah, that's, that's three. That's four. We got four. <laughs> we got four listeners. We know like half a dozen people from that last event. Said they like Said the they show. Said they listen all the time. Okay, so put your social media where your mouth is and yeah. send us a message so we know you're out there. Yeah, there, I can think there, of some there, other there, folks that are probably there. international. I bet Susanna Johnson's out there in Hawaii yeah. pulling this thing up. What about the lot, Latvian people? Oh, who for read sure. Our, yeah. Are you kidding? Are you yeah. kidding? I think we got. I think we got another uh, citation in our critical yeah. thinking research the other yeah. day from someone in Eastern Europe. Yeah, like, there, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So we are bringing it through the airways. We're bringing it through the scholarly texts, mm-hmm. and today's article is by our friend 
Dr. Linda Nilsson. Oh, wow. Well, before we go into Linda's article, which yeah. I'm excited for, I didn't yeah. know that we had such an august article. Yeah. Uh, in case you're curious, I did not prepare. Uh, I am here to be what a the critical <laughs> sounding board. I'm doing critical thinking in real time. That's the whole point of the show. Actually, you know what? You're really good when you're like that. Oh, thanks. Well, that's that's the whole That's the <laughs> that's whole show. Stick. That's the whole that's reason. That's our stick. Anybody can write stuff. My God, what are you doing? It's like it's like calling the magician out, and they're like, "Just keep on giving us the same old tired stuff." Um, at any rate, though, I did want to po- I did want to bring up this topic, which I think at some point in the future might become important. Where what? would we go if we wanted to tap into something significant about critical thinking? I mean, we could certainly go to the people wherever they are, and of course, you know, we love the Foundation for Critical Thinking and. That's uh, headquartered right now in Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh, is that officially moved? It is officially. It's officially moved. It is officially moved. Wow, yep. from yep. from uh, the coast of California, Dillon to... Beach, California, right. at the Lavender Farm. So, I will miss it forever. Yeah, you yeah. you you were, you can say you were there back in the day. I was, and that that farm, I think, for yeah. a lot of people would be a wonderful spot if you had to pick a spot that was. Um, a critical thinking, you know, sort of locale to travel to. But unfortunately, I think it's in private hands now, and I don't think you could really do that. Even And even so, a lot of people wouldn't consider that to be quite the spot because a lot of people didn't go there. A lot of people who went to the conference, they just maybe yeah. went to the, the hotel in Berkeley, California, or something like that, or they went to... Um, you know, where, where? Some, other, some other spots. I just, I'm just, I've been curious lately, like, where would you... You know, where would you go if you wanted to do critical thinking tourism and you wanted to, like, hit big spots in critical thinking? Would it be, where was that classroom when Brookfield first took up one corner and then moved to another corner? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, there you go, right? I mean, maybe you go there. Maybe you go to uh, wherever Linda is in California. Maybe you go to um, what, like, uh, where the hats came came wow. up with what was that Australia maybe when that or yeah. was it somewhere in Yeah, you Europe? know what? I will work on that after I work in my Jack on my Jack Harlow tour of Louisville. Oh my goodness. I'll hit all the spot. That I'm more, the, that's the that's, Jack Harlow tour is going to blow up in a viral <laughs> way. So, I think that's, that's my probably. that that's my first tour, you know, oral history tour to develop that. First. I think that's great. I think you need to make sure you have an app that's associated with that, so people can do. It can be a a, a map that they follow oh, on their own. Oh, I like that. And then little like Jack will pop up and say, "Hey, dig it" or whatever this the kids is, say. This I don't is, know what he says. This says. is the twig and leaf. This is where I my favorite dish. I used to come. I used to get you know the ham and eggs or whatever, right? Yeah, and I and yeah. I and I hear in there that you're doing a different thing with your voice. So we just want to say officially that is Patty's radio interpretation of. Uh, an impersonation of Jack Harlow. Oh, no, no, no. Um, oh, no. Don't let do that get one? out. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, that's See, the one, now then. I'm too self-conscious. I cannot wait for this to hit the webs. <laughs> the kids are going to blow it well, up. We'll be on TikTok for sure. Yeah, we yeah, actually, well, we got to. be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, oh, I know this person on TikTok. Anyway. All right. Well, anyway, I we these are musings. We will have to pick up enough for another day. Sure. Although, if anybody wants to follow Patty's thread, which we did not follow, which starts with Socrates in ancient Athens, I think that would be a a pretty nice one for us to to go into. Um, well, buh, 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 what would I talk about? 
super important to figure out what in the world I would talk about when Patty has stepped out. If you want to do some recording, you can give us a shout. Give us a shout. Critical thinking for everyone on Facebook. I think I mentioned it before. It did actually happen. Uh, she isn't just sitting here watching me make up songs. She did actually step away for a moment. Uh, and so I anticipate Patty being back uh, any time. I think it was probably really important. Um, you know, while we're putting together the critical thinking tour, uh, we might ask ourselves, what would be the criteria for such things? You know, critical thinking cares about having criteria. That's actually what the critical is in critical thinking. It's the same root as criteria. And so we might ask ourselves if we were going to set up this critical thinking tour or whatever, um, what would the criteria be? What would our evidence be for that? Did you did you get back? Yes, I'm back. It's I'm great back. to see you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping the the um, keeping the entertainment going. Oh no, uh, it was entertaining. I think thinking. everybody. I think we might get some real <laughs> some real feedback on this one. So yeah. All right, I think we need to go back to our article before we we keep going down these little rabbit holes. Is there anyone else who you do an impression of? Oh. Like, do you any, do any other impressions? There, I do Clint Eastwood. You do Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it so, is it a radio impersonation? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you, you ready? Wanna, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let's so, you be the leading lady, and you say I'll play Clint Eastwood, okay. and you say, and and I'm I'm quoting from apparently one of the movies. I don't know which one. Okay. But she says. What does a girl have to do to sleep with you? Okay, so <laughs> sure. you be you be in that size. That's why I use the word girl because that was just the okay. language back in the seventies. Okay, well okay. I have I have the hair. For okay, it. so you go ahead and, and yeah. say that. What does a girl have to do to sleep with you? Ask. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? You know, Wasn't it was concise. <laughs> it was sharp, focused. It sounded like Clint Eastwood. I mean, I'm going to go back and listen to it. I have to say, I was I was imagining. It's my linguistics training. I was imagining more notes. Nope, that's it. Yep. You got it. And that's, you got that's, it. That's you know. I mean, I I don't have anything so polished. So that's part of the joke, right? That's part of the joke of that joke. That except, impersonation. Except maybe it's a really good one. Have you have you polished it so it really is? It's a good no, it's a good no. But it's my only it's only impersonation of the giant. Wow! So, I mean, wow. I feel like I Which went on. Is... I just went on a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if it's like dopamine, histamine, amphetamine. No, it's not. It's not amphetamine. It might be caffeine. I think uh, it's caffeine yeah, actually. But, dude. Well, but it was this whole. I mean, I was any other impersonations. That's I mean, it. That's I've just stuck stuck the landing on that. Welcome one. <laughs> and welcome to Amateur Hour for Everyone. My name's Brian. Well, and yeah, we are... let's hear you do one. <laughs> wow. That's it. Wow. That's it. That's mouth popping for everyone. Wow. So you know. Okay. Well, if you're still listening and you haven't. <laughs> Smashed the off button on the radio in disgust. We are. Incidentally, there was there were no hands involved in the mouth popping. It is. I mean, it is a legitimate. Yeah, it is. Legitimate skill. It's a, really okay. Good for you. I mean, it's it's good the only you. one I got. It's the only, well, well, they did hear another one earlier. I did a little song yeah. while you were out. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I'll have to look forward to listening to that. <laughs> That's for everyone. Okay. we got to right. get back. Ready? I'm ready. ready. Yep. Unlocking the mystery of critical thinking. That's Very good. my impression of a theremin. Very the good. Thank I like you. that. Okay, so Lin- Dr. Linda Nielsen, who is, by the way, re- retired from Clemson University, but a uh, woman who's written quite a bit on teaching and learning, and then sort of later in her career started publishing a lot on critical thinking. I've gotten to know her over the years. We would She's like to wonderful. say that it's also very mysterious. And and why is so – let's start with that. Why does she posit that – Critical thinking is so mysterious. Let's what did start she say? with something before that. Okay. Even prior to that. Okay. Why did she take this route into critical thinking rather than starting in critical thinking? You know her. What would you say? Um, I wonder. I think I'm that's just, a mystery. I'm just going to make a guess, and I could ask Linda herself. I'm going to make a guess. All right. I think there there when she was at Clemson their university started a QEP in 2012 on critical thinking okay and maybe that's what sort of sparked her like oh I'm going to take a deep dive cuz she had oh, published nice. many books on teaching and learning before that nice and self regulation that's her that's one of her other she's uh, well known internationally for her work on self regulation and learning mm. which is right the learner's ability to monitor and adjust right. their activity let's hope to, they do it to learn, yeah. So yeah. then she got into critical thinking, and she contributed this really important key article, which is why I wanted to bring it up about why critical thinking why is so mysterious. Oh yeah. And you, in, do you do you remember what she posits? Why is it mysterious? Why is it mysterious? Well, I mean, one reason I think critical thinking is mysterious is because it's hidden. Hidden. It's it's hidden. It's hidden from everyone. Like all of my thinking is hidden from okay. everyone, and so right. that that makes it mysterious. Yes. But I don't know what she's yes. Saying. Well, she's saying that you know we claim we all so many faculty and teachers claim to teach critical thinking. Oh, it's so important to me. Yet being able to define it, being able to really put oh, your yeah. hands around it, yeah. right, is really slippery. That's a mystery, for people. Right. right, and yeah. so that's it. So she says that she quotes um, Richard Paul, certain 2013 study he did, where faculty didn't know what critical thinking they they you know said it was a primary object of their instruction. Yeah. But <clears throat> when asked an open ended to define it. Right. What percent could give a clear definition? Do you remember? Oh, I mean, is a it? clear definition. That's all it, I had to be clear. Is it three? 19 percent. Is it that 19? much? Yeah, 19? 19. Did it have to be accurate or just clear? Clear. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I ni- know. 19 then. Yeah. Fine, sure. So she describes this as like this common blind spot. She said partly it's understandable because the critical thinking literature is so fragmented and so wide, right? It's hard for people to really kind of... And she said different scholars on critical thinking don't talk to each other. Some of them don't even like each other. Really? You don't want to name names, but you know some don't. Some disparage. I want to name names, (laughs) but I won't. Yes, I do know. (laughs) But you're going to... Oh, I mean, I can be had. You know, critical thinking... Just... Just inbox me. Critical thinking for everyone. What do the What do the kids say? I'm on. Am I on TikTok somewhere? <laughs> Probably. Wow. What social media platforms are you on? Uh, You're on Facebook. Sure, We've established that. Sure. I'm on. I'm yeah. on the gram. 
you are, yeah. right? Okay. Didn't you say you got on the gram? Yeah, okay, recently. on the yeah. gram. What um, else? I'm on the TikTok. What? You are? Yep. yep. Do, are you doing composting videos? I'm uh, doing or? bees. Doing bees on the TikTok. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay, TikTok. Yep. And, okay. Um, doing some. Uh, are there more? I mean, I'm sure there are more. I think. Oh. Snapchat. Nah, or, I don't know about yeah, that that's, one. You're, nah, you're too old I'm for too that. Old. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know if I have any. You know other... what? I wonder if we moved our critical thinking work over to TikTok. Dude. Or is would we get more eyeballs? Well, what I think, I think we would definitely get more eyeballs. I think that if we did a 30-second critical thinking TikTok video, like had just like a, a point, like just yeah. a 30-second thing, I think a lot of people would pass them around. Really? Because okay. Because we're charismatic. But we'd have we, to make a video. Uh, yeah, we would. And you know, know, We wouldn't necessarily have to be in it. I mean, just talking through it. And you had, guess what? There's a video camera built into this Thing you carry around in your pocket. Oh, dude, it's in my keys. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. I have a wallet, video camera. Dude, this is like the Jetsons. This whole thing. Did you know I have one okay, on my phone James too? Bond. Did you know there's one on my phone too? Okay, James Bond. <laughs> All right. So she says that um, here are the different theorists on critical thinking who don't talk to each other. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, before I read the name, you read off and tell me who you think. Some of the theorists she cites that do not talk to each other. Who oh, do you think they are? Oh, gosh. No, I, I couldn't possibly. Okay. All right. She mentioned Stephen Brookfield. Yeah, for sure. Diane Helprin. Yeah. Richard yeah. Paul and Linda yeah. Elder. Yeah. Peter Fascioni. Yeah. Susan Walcott. <laughs> so, so mainly, these are people who don't talk to each other. Right. I mean, mostly, they don't talk to each other. Right. And some of them, definitely, I'm not going to go into it, but it is, I hope people will go and read some of these people's work. I've read all these people to some degree. Yeah. They're fascinating. I think all of them have some, some useful stuff. I'll just go with that. And, and But there are definitely criticisms. I mean, I have, I have sincere criticisms about... Uh, I suppose all of the thinkers on that list, I certainly wouldn't um, spend a lot of time criticizing um, <laughs> Paul and Elder, I think. I, I, you know, it would be more about the way that the material has been presented over the years and to get the audience that they were looking for, something like that, something about they should have developed more examples on their own, oh. maybe for different things instead of um, encouraging others to do so. I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, they mm. definitely could have, right? But I think that... Just because they didn't, some of the material didn't get in places where it could have. But man, a lot of those are a lot of those just have really deep um, conflicts within the systems, and in some cases, um, in some cases, some people definitely stole from some other people. I mean, I encourage, I encourage people to look at the timeline timeline for publication. I did say theft, and wow. I absolutely wow. think that you can make that case just by looking at things like. I mean, really, by looking at major concepts and looking at publication and also simultaneously checking who was left out of whose indexes. Whoa, Brian laying down some truth bombs I, here. I have, I have made a small study. Thing. Wow, yeah, you did. Okay. Did. Well, wow. But these all right. are all strong critical thinking theorists, even though yes, I quibble. They are. And, he's he's and just quibbling. That's I, I'm just also, a quibble. I'm also calling out the plagiarists, but they'll never listen to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> so she cites all of these major theorists that you mm -hmm. and I are familiar with their work. And her approach was, you know what, I'm going to look at what everyone's saying. And I'm among these quibbling, you know, quibbling and quibbling quarreling, geniuses. quibbling and quarreling geniuses. <laughs> and I'm going to try to find the common nuggets. Okay. And yeah. this is what she found. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So I think you and I should kind of try to unpack this for the listeners so that they kind of understand what across all these definitions and approaches, what are the kind of go-to, we keep coming back to these main pieces, okay? So she says the scholars above, listed above, agree, A, that critical thinking entails interpretation or analysis, okay? So when we say it, critical thinking, no matter what, entails interpretation or analysis, how does an everyday person, how can we make that feel relevant for the person listening go, interpretation or analysis, like what? Like what do you... Well, what what needs to happen is that the person needs to use some kind of mental mechanism, some kind of mental activity of really any kind to take a topic that they want to think about and break it into pieces Okay. and then think about the individual pieces and think about the relationship of those pieces to one another and the relationship of those pieces to the whole of the meaning or whatever. And that's basic intellectual analysis. To, to do analysis, to do interpretation, there has to be a thing that is being interpreted. There has to be a thing that's being analyzed. And in the most basic sense, those processes are taking the whole thing and looking at aspects of it, which is why I say break it into pieces, right, that are manageable. Okay. So that can happen in a ton of different ways. Um, but, yeah, that seems to be a basic a basic point. All right. So taking whenever it is that you want to think through, no matter what kind of critical thinking approach, there's always a analysis part where you're taking whatever the topic is, you're trying to unpack the different pieces, look at them carefully, see their relationship to each other, Right. Whether I'm buying a car, whether I'm, you know, choosing a mortgage, whether I'm trying to make a decision about what I'm going to do with my time. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it can be those kinds of things, but it can also be like, what do I really think about the song that I'm listening to? Like I can I can bounce along, you know, with my with my, um, you know, chin, you know, moving or whatever and enjoy it. And I can even. Like, what's the song? Do you, do you remember a few years ago there was the song about that the setting of the song was a school shooting? No. And it was a it was a popular dance song that what? made it to, like, the mainstream. Really? Yeah. And the the narrative of the song involved the um, the sort of things that might be going through the mind of the shooter. Wow. Right, in some regard. But, I mean, it was... It was a catchy song, and I mean, if you if you didn't think about it very much, you might if you heard it a lot, you might, especially in some place like a dance club or something where it's hard to get lyrics and that kind of thing, you might find yourself kind of singing along with parts of the song, not really knowing what the song's about, right? right? But if we wanted to stop and look at the and look at the song, which we could do with any song, which we could do with any news story, which we could do with any movie, which we could right. do with any piece of media that we come across, stop and Think about parts of it and think about how those parts yeah. go together to make meaning and how those parts also work independently to make meaning in the whole piece, whether that's a piece of art or a song or a, or a news show or a comedy, whatever. And in that way, we can be self-reflective in some regard and, and that 
that would be analysis. Like it, it doesn't have to be us doing anything, although that's super important, what you're talking about, but it can just be something we encounter and decide wow. to look at. Interesting. It. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, which requires, we're going to take something apart and look at it. We're going to slow down. Mm. We're going to try to think, you know, take some practice. Like you said, listen to the song that slow down, listen to the pieces, listen to the words. Mm. So analysis. So everything always involves interpretation or analysis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it's usually followed by evaluation or judgment. So what Linda is saying here, it's I take something apart. I look at something closely. I look mm-hmm. at the relationship and then I make a judgment call or a decision or, a, you know, I, I, I a, a evaluation. Yes. No. Do I like this? Do I not like it? Am I going to make that choice? Am I not? Am I going to keep it? Do I have enough information? Do I not? Right. So there's a analysis followed by some kind of evaluation move. Yeah, and what's really important about that is that it's a new thing that I've done. So what some people want to do, they'll say I made a judgment, but they really just did what their friend did. Mm. Like they didn't actually think about it at all. Like you go into the ice cream store and they're all the flavors and you're going, ah, I just can't decide. And so you just say I'll have what my friend's having. And in this way, I I, I get something that that would we might look at it and say, oh, you wanted that flavor? I didn't know that you liked these or whatever. Like it could be something that just really didn't fit the person. Yeah. But like, you might but you might think they'd thought their way through it. Right. But in fact this isn't the product of a judgment. It's just I just went along. It's just acqui- mm. you know, intellectual acquiescence. That's a good example. <clears throat> and on a different scale that shows up when Let's say you're deciding a political candidate and uh, someone that you like endorses this candidate. And you're like, well, if Jennifer likes Jim, then I guess that's who I'm going to vote for. Like you have not taken the time to understand what Jim stands for, his platform. Right. Um, Yeah, but it's it's worth thinking about because I think a lot of people do that, by the way. And a lot of people might say something like, well, Patty. She's done the thinking for me, right? Yeah, I trust Je- Jennifer's a good thinker, so yeah. why wouldn't I just go with her? Why do yeah. I need to do this? Right. What do you and think? And I would say because if you want to claim to have thought through that choice and you want to, you are actually appointing by voting for this person to represent you, then it's sort of an accountability piece for you. Here's why I'm voting for Jen or why I'm not. I've taken the time to really... Um, look at why is Jennifer endorsing him? What's mm-hmm, going on? Mm-hmm. What I'm also thinking about what does our city need right now or our community or our state? What do we really need right now and what? Um, so judgment involves a process, right? You have to yes. engage in an intellectual process. And so if you're just agreeing, you might later on say, well, you know, like when that side turns out great, you go, well, I was with them all along. You're with them all along because your brother was with them. Like, you didn't right. even know until right. the third whatever. Like, it, right? Right. So, I mean, that's what we have to avoid. And it's intellectually dishonest in case you're wondering how we're, how we're keeping score on that. Well, Sorry. Do you keep score for yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate being intellectually dishonest. Ooh. I mean, I do occasionally uh. engage in such um, dark arts. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, wait for my forthcoming <laughs> Harry Potter-esque book. 
at any race. About the sophist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Harry, Harry and the sophist <laughs> stone. I don't know. Well, um, okay. So this is why another a word, a synonym for critical thinking is reasoning. Cynical sophist. Is reasoning because yeah. we have reasons, right? We're reasoning our way. If someone says, well, why did you make that choice? Whatever. Why did you pick that detergent over this detergent? Why did you pick this candle? You know, what? You know, why would you decide to live here instead of here? Right. You have reasons. And it's best if those reasons are grounded in thinking that you can thinking something you've thought it through and you can point to. OK. Tell, why. tell us. Yeah. Tell us why. That's I, why? I agree mm. as, as many percents as I can. <laughs> why is that important that we use evidence and we can point to the evidence. Why? Why is that important? Yeah. Can you give? Can you give the folks another like? So, okay. Then so what? So I'm doing that. So why? Why right. does that matter? Uh, <coughs> why does it matter? Because then we can show that our thinking is based on solid information. When we're trying to talk to others and stuff like that. Well, we're trying to talk to others, and also as a way to sort of reveal our own kind of reveals our own values. Like which information am I? Mm. Am I gathering? What am I ignoring? This, mm. you know, am I trying to be fair-minded and consider information that, um, you know, might force me to go, oh, wait a minute, I need mm. to rethink that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I yeah, I think these are great. These are great reasons. We all need to, well, I mean, we all need these tools, right? That's why we're sitting here bothering to articulate them because these tools are really, you know, for any thinker. Yeah. Well, and this leads us to another thing that Linda said about no matter what approach to critical thinking. All right. So we've already said some of the common denominators are it involves interpretation or analysis. That was one. Mm. It's usually followed by evaluation or judgment, too. And um, number three, it is difficult and unnatural, and it takes time and effort to learn. Yeah. Difficult and unnatural. That sounds hard. Well, you know, it sounds like chess. Yeah, you know, does. well, like how many people bother with it, you know, because there are a lot of games these days that I can just start playing mm. like right out of the box. I don't need to learn much for a lot of board games. I don't right. need to learn much for a lot of video games. It's just sort of like a recipe, like follow these, like here are the rules, just stay within these lines. Right? Well, sure. And they're always, you know, they're they're built on other things that are familiar, like skills maybe that people might already possess or something. But chess really isn't like that. Like nobody possesses that. <laughs> Nobody's like setting things up in a you know chessboard <laughs> fashion before they play chess. So when I think I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just and maybe I'm just making this up. So please feel free to check me and checkmate you? Check just check to start, just so I can know whether I need to adjust. I mean, give me that much, you know, respect. But it's just an idea after all. There's no reason to be so <clears throat> checkmatey. But um, but just, you know, when when we were younger, there was less to do. Yeah. I remember a lot of times where I didn't have a lot to do. Like, I was in situations, a lot of times, like, where adults were or something like that. And I nobody was... Nobody had anything for me. Like, there wasn't anything for kids. Well, especially because you were only child. So sure. you didn't have, like, siblings to, like... Oh, yeah. So you was just, like, you and a bunch of adults. Yeah, and sometimes... So it's like, what you know, I ended up, you know, playing with decks of cards. I ended up reading yeah. books. I ended up reading magazines. Yeah. I ended up, 
you know, learning dances, <laughs> like whatever, I, you know, whatever there was to do because there wasn't a video game like anywhere. There, there wasn't a screen right. of any type <laughs> to anywhere. like absorb yourself. In. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like you just had to find. And so I don't know. Chess seemed like a really nice distraction when I had really? to burn some of those really? hours. It did. It did. Didn't seem really complicated. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It was just another game. When I was a kid, I liked playing games. And okay. This one who ta- who taught game. you chess? My grandmother, Evelyn, taught me chess. Oh. Yep. She she used to always, when I'd go visit her, I'd go visit her when I was a kid or whatever, and yeah. she would always have activities to do. And sometimes oh. they were games and sometimes they were skills. Oh, like what? What kind of skills did she teach you? Uh, sewing, for really? example. Yeah. Wow. Uh, knitting. Crocheting, and latch you, hook, and you were like gardening. receptive to all that. No, <laughs> no. Oh my God, macrame! Like, what am I doing here? I'm, for, I'm really? here forever. <laughs> these lo- and she bust out these, you know, making models and stuff. Yeah. And I just, I just, I mean, did you do they it? Would take days. I mean, these things would take so long, and we're just sitting here with it. <laughs> doing this thing. I mean, I just, oh. um, but yeah, I do them. I do them, and yeah. then, and then she'd. <laughs> She'd present these things to my parents, and my parents were like, I'm going, so what you did all weekend was have him work on <laughs> this, day. essentially, or something <laughs> like that. And I don't know, just it, 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 didn't, it didn't land, I think, the way that she wanted it to for anybody. I have to say, though, now, I mean, I'm very grateful to be able to, you know, sew on a button or, you know, cook something or, yes. I mean, just a lot of things that she taught me. And, you know, chess is one of those. I mean, I can't. I can't wow, be upset about that Wow, she taught you how to all. play? That's pretty... She taught us both at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you were learning together. And there was game. no YouTube, so... It was a board game. They had instructions, and so we just wow, you guys goofed around with it. Wow, you guys through it together. Wow, that's sure. impressive. Sure, and then we went to the used bookstore and got, like, a book, <laughs> and that was too complicated, so we just went back to <laughs> goofing around with it. But there we was had no lots YouTube. Games. Yeah, there was no YouTube where you could be, like, you know... No, boy, uh, I tell you. I mean, I look at some of that stuff now, and I'm like, where... Where was this? But see, oh, it, it really cognitively challenged you. I love that your grandmother modeled for you, though, like intellectual perseverance. Like, let's just try to. Oh, she like, was great about you know? that. I, I don't know if she was great about that. I think she'd get angry if I tried to quit, I think is, is oh. what I recall. She taught me to play tennis. Yeah. She didn't know how to play tennis either. I didn't know that at the time, though. So we're out there, and she's, like, having me do drills. She doesn't know how to do any of this, right? And so then we're playing tennis, and she doesn't – I mean, she's I, – she was wow. – I, I have no idea how she was. I know that I was terrible, right? But I was getting across the net. She was getting across the net. And we would play tennis together. We played tennis together for years before I figured out my grandmother didn't know how to play tennis. She told me one day, because I went on and I played with yeah. other people and kind of yeah. refined it or whatever, and we would just, it yeah. wasn't super competitive. You just, just like hit it back and forth. Yeah, and... yeah, but it wasn't super competitive and I wasn't ever very good. And so it didn't make that much difference. But yeah, she told me years later, she's like, I didn't know anything about it. Like I had a book and. Oh my gosh. Ah, that is, yep. I love, I love that wow. ethos of like, oh, there's this skill, this high-level skill, and you know what? We're just going to teach ourselves. We're just going to take a book, and we're just going to get the tool. That is so— She was about that, yeah. And that is so—so so many people now, it is so antithetical oh, well, to maybe. our culture now, I think, sometimes of, like, you know, like, just starting from scratch, starting something oh, yeah. from scratch. I tell people all the time, they say, oh, how do you blah, 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 or where do you do this? Or what? How do you get started? And I'm like, these books, like, this is how—this is— 
these books every time. Wow. And I don't know if anyone's ever read those books. Like if you've if you've if you're a person who's reached out to me and you're like, he didn't he didn't do anything for me, I told you something to read for sure. <laughs> There's no Well, question. you can just thank Evelyn for that. And Yeah, oh wow. yeah. Well, I I great. really love that because I need a new skill to learn. You do. Yeah, I know I feel I feel I feel bad because we've been talking like this for like two or three years. I've been like uh, I need some new skills to learn. Don't you and work I'm just... on? Don't you work on refining the skills you have all the time, though? Mm, I do, I do. But sometimes I feel like I'm I'm too conservative, and I you should like new... push myself. But I have been lately. Like sure. I've been trying to bake and cook. You know, I love baking, and cooking, as you know. Sure. So I've been trying to like push myself to to be a little more adventurous. Okay. And What's I've been trying. To... What's been adventurous? Like. Um... Recipes where I'm um, using like ingredients that are too new to me, or okay. or even just I know this sounds ridiculous, but last weekend when I got a bunch of basil from my CSA, I was like, I'm gonna make pesto. I've never made pesto oh, before, yeah. and I it messed with the recipe just a little bit, you yeah. know, and it but it came out really beautifully. Oh, good. And yeah. I was like, okay, I really need to, to push myself and try to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's something anybody can do, you know, is just try new ways of doing things you're already doing. I mean, that, that'll stretch right. everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, yoga, right? I sort of gave up yoga and I've been doing Pilates forever. And, and I recently was like, you know what? I'm just going to try yoga. And it's really put, you know, those moves and everything. It's pushing me in new directions. Oh, cool. And I'm definitely an amateur and and uh, fake it till you make it kind of thing. <laughs> and um, uh, I think those are good for us. There's good for us to push ourselves out of our comfort zones and to to have to learn new skills and um i love the idea of getting a book although i will say i'm probably more likely to go to youtube these days oh yeah 100 percent. i mean i remember like like in martial arts yeah back in the day there were just books of course before that there wasn't anything but it's like to learn a martial art from a book is is horrible. Yes. I mean, it's horrible. There would be these sequences of photos, yeah, but of right? course, you just you see the photo before the photo after, and they tell you, do this with your arm, and it's just the quality of that narration right. of the photos makes all the difference in the world whether you get it or not. And it, that makes all the difference because you've got two people there who have no idea what's going on, and there's no one there to show them, just trying to follow photos or. One per you know, right. number of people. So it is. Um, I found. I found once we could get video, I was just crazy about it. And most of my teachers, because they were old at the time, they were like, "I don't want to do any video." Really? Yeah, they're like, "Just write it down in your notebook and practice." And I'm like, "But I don't know what it looks like," you know. And they're like, "Well, that's how I learned it." Wow. And you're going. Wow. Oh, old come school. On. Yeah, I had this fight with my teacher, whom I revere, um, no doubt. But we yeah. had this fight for decades about video and finally he was just like you know do what you want don't you know don't disseminate it but if you want to make a video make a video and so you know i started making videos for all kinds of stuff you know just things that he was doing you know that were related to our study and um 
I found them to be super helpful. I would always go to the video over the book these days. Now, would you, if you were teaching someone else some martial arts, yeah. as now that you're an expert, would you let them video you? I have. Um, you have? I, okay. I don't like to because there are better exemplars out there for the things I teach. Oh. And so I would rather point them to my teachers and say, here's already a video of the oh, thing. okay. Rather than have them video me. But especially when it's like college students or something, if it's because, you know, occasionally I'll do an honors class or something around these martial arts, as you know. Um, you know, in, in those cases, sometimes I'll have people... I, I, I'll let people just in the moment just make a little video just so they can do the homework, right? So oh, just, just here, okay. I'm doing it. So now here we I go. I see. Okay. As opposed to giving them pre-recorded stuff, which I, you know, I, I feel like I could, but this also reinforces a little bit that I'm the teacher, that you know I'm the model, right? And so it stops with me. So if my one of my teachers does something different from what I do. I don't have to deal with that situation, right? It's just just do mm -hmm. what I did. I got it. Right? Okay. So, but, yeah. So this takes us back then. We got a little bit on, on this rabbit hole about she said it's difficult and unnatural and takes time and effort. Yeah. So somebody might say, wow, well, if I want to learn critical thinking, Patty and Brian, and it takes time and effort and you're not in my life every day to coach me, where can I learn it? So it, it's just like, again, it goes back to what we were talking about before. It's just like chess. I mean, that's the thing. It's difficult and unnatural. I mean, you would learn it the same way you do that. We, I mean, I think if you're going to listen to uh, Linda Elder and Richard Paul in, in here that she mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, it's like learning a foreign language. Like right, how, how right. would you do that? Right. But where, how could someone listening who wants to get training get it? That's what we're saying. Well, they could listen to our show. Listen to the 100, show. A hundred and... 80 some episodes yep. of our show. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's one. What else could they do? They're going to read a book. They could what read Linda think? Nelson's book. Oh, Linda Nelson has a new book. You're right. Critical Thinking. Stephen Brookfield's books on critical thinking are very accessible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they could read those. Yeah. They could read um, any of these others. They could find yeah. some critical thinking comic books. They could become friends with us. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You get, you and they invite. could text us at all hours saying, I yeah. need some critical, I need yeah. help thinking this through. I mean, you and we go, would help them. Sure. You go to a place like the Foundation for Critical Thinking and yes. take their trainings that they have. Yeah. Okay. Those are you know. ways that, okay. So you and I have learned it by um, taking their trainings. Mm -hmm. We've learned it by having to coach other people mm -hmm. and, and use these skills and concepts every day. There's that book, 57 Days to Better Living, 53 Days. <laughs> is it 50 Shades of Critical Thinking? What is that book? What is that book? Anyway, there are books anyway, out there. You should just Google some of this yes, stuff and see what pops yes. up. So that, but stuff. it takes effort and learning, and it takes a willingness to slow down your thinking mm. in order to catch it and improve it and it's just yeah. the way that you would improve again like i see these <laughs> i don't know I just, if you're not spending a lot of time on tiktok but you yeah. see all these little dudes on tiktok out there throw, throwing the cards into the cup into the little you know doing card tricks where they're throwing oh, individual I, I, cards I, I haven't seen it but i'll take but you're familiar with yeah. this kind of thing yeah. right uh -huh. and so they're doing these these cards and they'll sit there and you'll see like they've I mean, you know, there's 52 cards in the deck, right? And they don't care which card it is. So maybe the advertisements and everything, yeah. you get 56 or 60. And so they're just throwing every card. And they'll go get them on it. Get open another deck. And it's like, 
they're making adjustments every time. They're trying to make micro oh, adjustments, right, so that they right, can hit this trick, whatever right. it is, cards, ping pong balls, whatever the hell right. you got going on. That takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of precision. It takes a lot of care. It takes a lot of me really wanting this to go just as who knows how long it takes to just sit there and do it again and again and again. I mean, hundreds or thousands of times, right, trying to get these trick shots on camera. And you just go... What if somebody put all that effort into improving their thinking? Oh. Somebody right. else might go, what if somebody spent all this time improving their jump shot or their tennis swing or something? And somebody might make that analogy that, wow, if you spent, if you spent as much time flicking those cards right. as you do on your jump shot, you could play in the NBA or some ridiculous thing like that. And so the, the question is, is there – could could somebody transfer this focus to another thing? Yes. So you know? if there's something you put a lot of effort into, yeah. think about some of that effort you could put into working on your thinking. You know? Yeah, we know it. A lot of people just went. <laughs> if it's like this, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll grow on you if you listen to more shows. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we we wear you down. Okay. Here's what else she says. Not only does it take time and effort to learn, critical thinking involves not only cognition, but also character and metacognitive self-regulated learning. Word, right? So that goes word. back to what I was saying, like yeah. catching. You have to be able to catch yourself and go, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I'm making an assumption. I better check if that's true. Or, wow, this news article sounds a little over the top. Um, you know what? I'm going to click on this and go back to the original link and try to better get better information here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it involves catching the. See, you got to know where the holes are to catch them. Well, that's and true. To slow down your thinking. Oh, no. Got to know where your fam. biases. Absolutely. <laughs> to you. Right. Oh, my God. Try to reach a diverse audience. <laughs> You're trying to reach. I don't know how to say that. In that <laughs> anyway. uh, but no, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. I think that um, the problem is for a lot of folks, they pick up a skill of any type. And I mean, we're all, we've already been thinking for a long time before we ever come across critical thinking, whatever. So of course, we already feel like we're pretty good at it in mm -hmm. most cases. And so when we pick up new skills, if we're satisfied with just the level that we start at, a lot of people aren't going to want to go on because they're, they're fine. Right. They're like, I'm living my life every yeah. day. I'm riding I'm, a bike. Like, what do I need to do? Right. I, I don't need to go race a bike. I just need to ride the bike. I'm riding the bike. Get off right. me. You know, this kind of thing. And I think that, um, you know, the there has to be an awareness that greater critical thinking skills will lead to better critical thinking abilities. Like, I've got to know how to do the stuff in order to catch my own errors, as you mentioned. Like, I, there has to already be a framework there in my head such that some kind of an alarm goes off that says, oh, wow, are you engaging in an inappropriate um, you know, following of authority or peer pressure or something. And, you know, oh, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Like, like there has to be. Richard Paul actually writes about there being another voice that you create. Really? As a critical thinker. Really? Yeah. Like a like a cop, a critical thing cop yeah, in your yeah, head yeah, going like, like yeah. blowing the whistle? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. And I don't think th I don't think that he was necessarily interested in police in a general way. But I will say in this case, that is a very good description. Wow. Well, you know, it took me years to develop that. It oh, took yeah. me years to yeah, have that critical yeah. thinking filter yeah. like. Mm. Yeah, I think so. It, it, do it does take years because you'll have some things that make a lot of sense right away. And then 
there'll be something else that's wrong that you have to somebody else has to help you catch in a lot of cases yeah. like and if, and if you don't have that all the time which most of us don't you know it's um yeah it takes a long time to get that you know filter. you and i are lucky because we have each other to kind of try to police our critical thinking a little bit oh yeah louisville kentucky might be a place for a critical thinking pilgrimage i'm just saying we've got world-class critical yes. thinkers here what if we offered a training, you and I, here? To we anyone, could. To anyone. To anyone. We're doing it every week. <laughs> Critical thinking's for everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to develop something more formal, I mean, feel free to come to the, one of the classes. There are only like 6,000 classes a year between what you and I are offering in terms oh of workshops. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. I have a couple more we things. Would take, we would take everyone. <laughs> she says... Um, it learners must be willing, critical thinkers must be willing to pursue quote unquote truth to wherever it may lie, persist through challenges, evaluate their own thinking fairly and abandon faulty thinking for new and more valid ways of reasoning. Wow. That is a lot in there. There's a lot in there. Wow. So I have to be willing to just let go of what I want to be true and really try to pursue a line of reasoning and let truth unfold itself to me. Persist through challenges, evaluate my own thinking. Oh my gosh, these, I love this list, but each one of these things, as you know, is like a skill in and of itself. They are. Talks to they are. Other. Of course, they're, they're mutually supporting skills. Yes, they are. I mean, that's are. one thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is, once again, people want to just sit back and let critical thinking hit them, right? <laughs> they just want to, like, sort of. Like, like they're going to listen to this show and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a lot smarter now. I, I don't know if that's going to be happen at all. I think what we have to do in critical thinking is figure out just like if we were going to learn tennis, mm. it's just like that. Or a foreign language, like how many mistakes do you make? You make tons and tons of mistakes in the beginning and you're hitting the ball over the fence and you're. You know, you don't even know which word is the verb and which one's the noun, <laughs> you know, and forget all the rest of the stuff. Making these mistakes is part of the learning process. We modulate our own thinking. And in the case of, you know, the the speech and the hitting of the ball, maybe we modulate the way that turns into physical practice. Um, all of this happens over time, and we need to give ourselves time for this. Critical thinking doesn't happen mm. overnight, just like the tennis game won't happen overnight. And and but you got to start somewhere. That's why people should give it a little more time. You know, I mean, yeah. it, you, you can't just you can't just go. Well, I don't understand. You know, right away, or I don't. You know, this looks like it's harder than it needs to be. It's like, wait a minute. What's your basis for judgment on how hard it needs to be? Wow. Most people don't want to work very hard as thinkers. Well, that's true. And they say, oh, you know, this is very confusing, so I'm not interested in it. And you say, well, what happens if something confusing happens in the real world that you don't have the option to quit thinking about? Right. Like, where will your resilience be? Where will your persistence be? Where will your, you know, your, your good practice be you for know, thinking? You know, that reminds me of when a friend of mine, did I already mention this? He went to buy a car this spring, and you know how cars are really hard to find? Sure. And so he he had cash. I mean, he was like, I'm ready to buy. Mm. He goes to all these different dealerships mm. on like a Saturday, goes yeah. to like three or four around town. And each one he goes to, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have that kind. And and these are just models that you can look at and you order. And it would take months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, I need a car. To, right? Right, I got right. this check from the insurance company for my total car. I need it. Da, da, da. Right. So he goes to the last dealership, goes to the last dealership. And the guy says to him. Okay, here are, he tells him what he's looking for. Okay, he walks, the salesperson walks him over and says, okay, 
here are the different models. And, oh. and he goes, well, why are there two of this kind and two of this kind? And two, you know, like Noah's Ark, there were two. And he goes, <laughs> well, the reason is because they have different features. Oh, so, yeah. like, this one is if you're interested in, like, the leather seats, mm-hmm. look at that. This one is the same car but with the pleather seats or whatever. And he's just like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets the salesperson gets the last set. And he's like, and this car, these are the two types that it comes in. And he goes, and he says, no, it's not. I know this model. It has like, it has like um, two or three other versions. And I was, oh, okay, f- fine. You can just buy one. <laughs> like, like the minute he used critical thinking mm. to challenge this person's party line, it was just totally K was like, okay, mm. like, like you're too much of a like your critical thinking like wits just you know. Just strip me bare, so I guess I got to sell you one of these cars. Well, you know. Isn't that weird? It's a little weird, but I think also in, like, customer service situations and also in society generally, I think a lot of people don't want to push back, and they don't want to deal with pushback. Oh, so So they're just like whatever. I think think they have a party line, but I think if they can, they don't Uh, want to deal with, you know, people people who – want something different and well, aren't going to take no for an answer. I have, in a very tactful, polite way, pushed back. And mm. sometimes I'm like, wow, they're really, you know, like one time I took something back. Um, it was a cell phone case. I remember this. I take it back. I don't think I had the receipt. It was right for Christmas. So I had like piles of receipts everywhere. Yeah. And I'm usually really good at tracking them and keeping track of them. And so I go in and I say, yeah, this case, I got the wrong case or whatever. And he says, do you have a receipt? And I say, no. He goes, well, I can't do anything. And I said, really? It's the holidays. Don't you don't you just relax your policies? Around? He was like, oh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, like that, Too easy. that easy? Yeah, yeah. Like well, sometimes you just, you know. You got to stand up for yourself, critical thinkers. You never know. Sometimes some of the stuff might work just because you tried it. Just Try pushing back a little bit. I mean, try you, hitting back the backhand, back right, hit it right, critical thinking, right back at them <laughs> over the right. net. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Throw some criteria <laughs> at them. See what they do. <laughs> All right, I got some criteria. Now what are you gonna do? And they go, Oh, I didn't know you had criteria. Well then, they well, do. Blah, blah. <laughs> please take my car. <laughs> oh, but but that happens. You'd be surprised. Or no, maybe you surprised. wouldn't be no, surprised. I, I, 100%. I always advocate for myself because a lot of times they're just like, oh, yeah, well, the policy is stupid anyway. So many policies, there isn't a visible logic. So you could be like, well, it doesn't make sense to me. And they'd be like, Pfft. oh, yeah. I mean, you so know? many times. I mean, that's that. most of my experiences with the government. It's like... Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'll give you one. So, so the IRS, right? So I'm yes. always paying the IRS for stuff. Yes. And so I'm glad to hear that. Oh, sure. But sometimes I don't. That doesn't delight me. At any rate, um, I I sent them the thing, and they're like, "We're backed up. We're backed up. We're backed up." So finally, they come back and they say, "Hey, we got a refund for you." Yeah. But the statute of limitations has expired on us needing to pay you for that. So we're just gonna say it's zero. Yeah, apparently it's three years, and they had been holding it. It was late, but they had been holding it for two. And so what did you say? I said, said, here is my (laughs) professional friend's letter to you saying, we're not going to allow that to happen. You need to go ahead and give us that $1,000. And? I'm sure I'll hear about a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) They're backed up for a year and a half, two years. Who knows where anybody's going to get that letter. So you might get it. I mean, one day. It would wow. just go. It would just go to my next tax bill. I mean, whatever. I'm, 
<laughs> I understand this ride. I don't mind. Wow. Yeah. Wow, folks, it's jungle out there. It's a jungle out there, but the good news is critical thinking is there for you and for me and for everyone. Oh, everyone. Yeah, even you. <laughs>